is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can also catch me live on my radio show, weekdays 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. at a.m. 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. Today we're going to talk about something really important, sex trafficking, which obviously is in the news constantly, especially here in Nevada. Most recently, Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, was arrested, caught in some sting at a massage parlor. And it's no laughing matter. We can make fun of him or we can talk about the serious issues. Joining me on this podcast, Kevin Malone, who was a former vice president and general manager for the Dodgers. Now he's the president of the U.S. Institute on Human Trafficking. Kevin Malone, welcome to the Heidi Harris Show, and thank you so much for what you're doing about this super important issue. Heidi, it's a pleasure to be on your show, and I'm uh, excited to try to help inform your listeners to the evils of of sex trafficking in, in America and especially here in Las Vegas. How did you go from being a general manager in baseball to getting involved in trying to prevent sex trafficking? What about it touched your heart for those who don't know your story? Well, I resigned from the Dodgers uh, vice president general manager's job in 2001 and did ministry for a while, was involved in the car business for a while. And then in 2009, um, I started hearing about uh, human trafficking. Didn't really know much about it. I went to Thailand with my pastor, Francis Chan. Uh, we were there with Zoe International. We were at their safe home up in northern Thailand in Chiang Mai and spent time with 30, 40, 50, 60 kids in their safe home that had been sold as sex slaves and met a five-year-old boy uh, that had been sold as a sex slave and it broke my heart. And you got to be careful when you pray, God breaks my heart for what breaks yours. That's what's going to happen. And really, really felt like God was calling me to learn more about this and get involved and fight it. And I came back to the United States. Again, that was 2009. And started really researching, betting, and finding out uh, what was going on in America. And it was happening here. It was This was 10 years ago, so it was still very below the radar screen. And then really found out we had a problem in America and not, no one was talking about it and kind of got involved uh, at that point and started uh, really learning about it. And, you know, time has flown by in 10 years. And the last four years have spent my life full-time doing everything I could to prevent, protect, rescue, and restore American kids uh, from sex trafficking. I think one thing that people might believe if they really don't know a lot about the issues, they think that these are the kids from the bad homes. These are the kids who've been discarded or kids who are looking to get into this, and that is not at all the case. No, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, we know that these, unfortunately, these uh, victims, I call them, because uh, sex trafficking is not a victimless crime. So these these ladies, uh, these girls in some instances, uh, come from all walks of life just like purchasers of sex, just like these predators, uh, they come from all walks of life. And, and it doesn't discriminate, Heidi. I think, uh, you know, one stat, stat that I think does stand out, it's a statistic that concerns me, is that all throughout America that uh, the foster care system is broke. And we know in some states up to 60%, maybe even 70% in some states of trafficked children are coming out of foster care. So foster care is broke in this country, and it's broke in every state. So we're finding large numbers of girls and boys, because 10 to 15 percent of all trafficked children in America are boys, that they are coming out of foster care. So uh, our politicians really need to focus on fixing foster care, uh, providing the services they need, 
uh, once they get caught up in this and once they get rescued. There's not enough beds. There's not enough help. There's not enough services in Nevada in particular. And I hope Governor Sisolak and the Clark County Commission will do what they need to do to change the reputation of Nevada as one of the worst in the country in regards to protecting and helping uh, bring restoration and healing to kids that have been trafficked. Yeah, that's heartbreaking about the foster kids because a lot of these kids have been bounced around and they're not really learning a lot of life skills. And then at 18, they're tossed out the door with absolutely no ability to defend themselves and really very little ability to be able to you know, survive on their own. And, you know, what frustrates me, Kevin, is that we're constantly throwing more money at the homeless problem. And I, I don't wish homeless people any ill. I really don't. But we're ignoring this horrible trafficking trafficking problem. And I'm just wondering, is it because the trafficking is under the radar, whereas homeless people are on every street corner? Is that why we spend money on them? I think that's, I, that's a good question, and I think that's a good uh, perspective. I do believe that it is below the radar in many instances. And I think that's what you're doing, what I believe God's called me to do. One of the things is to make Americans aware that our kids are target being targeted. They're at risk. And we don't hear much about it because it is below the radar screen. We don't see it much uh, I'm thankful that uh, the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, has kind of opened up Pandora's box, and now we're hearing more about it. People seem to be interested. So, uh, you know, it's a blessing in disguise that we now get to explain to America that there are many, many women, I would say the majority of women that are working in massage parlors, dance clubs, strip clubs, whatever you want to call them, are there uh, not by choice. They're not, will, they're not willing uh, participants. And we know that what's growing in America is the appetite of, I call, perverted men that want to pay to rape our children. And there's tens of thousands of American kids being sold every day, Heidi, in America. And we have a, a real problem. It's a pandemic problem, and no one seems to care or be talking about it. So I do appreciate Robert Kraft uh, kind of opening the door for us to make America aware and inform them that women... Uh, are are being you know enslaved and being sold uh, for sex as well as little boys and girls all across this country. It's terrible. We're speaking with Kevin Malone. You know, with the Rob, Bob Kraft thing, it's easy for us to sit. I'm not judging. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not laughing. A lot of people were and that kind of thing. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. We've all got our weaknesses. Mine doesn't happen to be yep. Asian hookers, but uh, we all have our weaknesses. But it's shocking to me that a man as smart as Bob Kraft, and there were other people, as you know, some very smart business people who were caught up in it yes. that they have on tape and yes. probably who knows how many others in the community, right? Upstanding members of the community. Did these men not understand that these women are generally held against their will, whether it's Asian girls in these massage parlors, whether it's Mexican girls being brought up from south of the border and held in the uh, farming areas, whether mm -hmm. it's a girl smuggled in from Russia or the Ukraine or any place else to work in brothels. They come in, they're smuggled in, they have no papers, they have no rights, they have no way to speak out. Do these guys not understand that these women are not there voluntarily? Well, that's another great question. I, I don't... I, I, I think some, I think uh, maybe a small percentage don't know that, but I think, I don't think men really care. When they go into those places, they have a, one purpose, and that and we know what that purpose is. And they don't care if it's a, if it's a victim. They don't care if it's a, a, a lady or, or a girl that's been enslaved, that's being trafficked against her will. Uh, they don't care that they're being mistreated, that they're, that they're, 
living in, in, in horrible conditions. All they care about is, is getting what they want. And I just think it's a, it's a poor, uh, a poor kind of reputation that men in America, all over the world really, but it's growing here in America and that we have so many men that are, that are purchasing sex and in particular purchasing it from children. That's what really disgusts me. So uh, I think we need to make men aware that, uh, you know, maybe that for the, for the percentage that don't know that these women, these, these, these girls and boys are, are enslaved, that are in bondage, that are not, they don't have any freedom. I think we need to make men aware of this. I think, you know, with Mr. Kraft, here's a, an example of, a, of, of wealth exploiting the weak. I mean, this is, and this is, you know, it just proves that, that, that Robert Kraft is, is not a one-off bad guy. He's not an outlier. It, it's just the tip of the iceberg. As you mentioned earlier, there's, t- there's different people from buyers are coming from all walks of life. They're teachers, coaches, lawyers, doctors, football owners. There's, there's athletes. There's every, every walk of life that is involved in this. And I think it's just, uh, it's just a sad commentary on America that men, um, have these kind of challenges and and i think we need to do our best to to protect our kids in particular and 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 i think parents really really need to watch what their kids are doing on social media who are their friends who are their friends friends and uh protect their kids they're really at risk there's predators out there they're very sophisticated many of them and they're they're trying uh they're they're trying to get our our kids uh involved in this and it's serious. It's not a laughing matter, as you said. It's not a joke. This is serious, and we need to do something about it. No question. We're speaking with Kevin Malone. He's a current president of the U.S. Institute on Human Trafficking. You know what's so terrible about it, too, is that these kids today, and I, these kids today, that's what I sound like, uh, kids today get handed yeah. smartphones. They're 10 years old, and yeah. they're seeing graphic sex, the things I yeah. never saw at that age. And I wonder how much of uh, their attitude towards sex, and certainly there's always been traffic, and we understand that, uh, but there's so much that kids are exposed to at a very young age, which I think may be causing a lot more of the attraction to kids. Maybe they just get bored with the adult stuff, so they start looking at kids' stuff. Yes, Who knows? Exactly Porn is, to me, a huge factor in this. That's, true. That's exactly right, Heidi. I think it's the over-sexualization of, of, our, of, of our country, especially our kids, but we do see a direct correlation between pornography and the purchasing of sex, especially those involved in sex trafficking. What we've learned is that men start looking at porn. Uh, after a certain point, they can't be satisfied by what they're looking at, so they look at hard, harder core porn. That doesn't satisfy them after a, a period of time. Then they start looking at child porn. And what we've learned is that what you visualize over and over at some point you can't be satisfied. You have to go actualize it. You have to go do it. So if you've been watching child porn and no longer watching it does it for you, then you're going to go out. We find a large percentage of men are going out and, and, and paying to rape the, these kids and, and actualize what they visualize. So we've got a, a huge problem, and it's growing in pornography. People say, well, it's a victimless crime. It's not real. There's nothing really wrong with it. We're finding, too, all across America – Young men in their 20s and early 30s are having uh, tremendous uh, problems with impotency, yep. with the ability to have a, 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 a relationship, a healthy relationship with, uh, with, a, with a woman. 
uh, that they can only be excited by pixels, uh, you know, by computers, by pixels on a computer. We have a big problem. I mean, it's, and no one wants to talk about it, I guess, unless it hits close to home. But, Heidi, what I would say to people is, what if this was your daughter that was being purchased and raped for sex 15, 20 times a day by a bunch of disgusting, perverted pigs? Or what if it was your son or your granddaughter or your grandson? When are we going to, as a society, protect kids, even if they're not our own kids? We have a responsibility, I think, just as as human beings, to protect children from this sort of disgusting exploitation. But everyone turns their head, and no one wants to get involved, and I think it's a huge problem, and I'm I'm just hopeful that, that, you know, that something happens in this country and we can create a movement so that men will stop doing this, stop purchasing uh, sex and raping our kids. Absolutely. We're speaking with Kevin Malone. You know what's really scary to me about it is women like Kamala Harris, who wants to be our next president, and other so-called feminists are actually talking about the decriminalization of sex work as if that would take the trafficking aspect out of it. First of all, let's put aside how you and I feel about the morality of prostitution. You and I don't feel, I'm certain you feel the same way I do, that a woman who wasn't a broken, damaged girl would do this, right? I've talked to many, many prostitutes. I'm sure you have to. If you're a broken, damaged person, you're more likely to get involved in this or be certainly be trafficked, even if you're not broken and damaged. So we know it's a bad system no matter what. But when you talk about decriminalizing it, you're not going to make it better or safer or a dignified occupation. And it's shocking that feminists think this is no big deal. Well, you're exactly right. And, you know, what I would say to her is that the legalization of prostitution there won't be enough supply. If you make it legal, it takes a lot of the shame away, a lot of all the the taboo. So the demand will increase. If it becomes legal, the demand will increase. And I believe there's not enough supply, there's not enough women that think this is a glamorous type of occupation. And I believe there will be a vacuum. There will not be enough women that want to do this when it's legalized. So I believe the numbers of those that are sex trafficked will, will increase because there won't be enough supply for the demand. Making it legal will increase the demand. I mean, men will, you know, like I said, it will take the taboo off. It will take the, uh, the, the shame uh, or the stigma of it being wrong off. So the trafficking will increase because uh, the traffickers, the slaveholders, the pimps will go find more uh, you know, women, and they'll just force them to do it. They'll be vic- they'll become victims. And what's that? To, what's that got to do with kids? Because we know kids, children, can't consent. But if you're 17 and un- or under, there is no such thing as child prostitution. So, what, what is uh, Kamala Harris? What is she going to do about kids that are being sold as sex slaves? You know, when, why don't she take a stand against that? I mean, are we going to make that legal as well? I just it just doesn't make any sense to me. People don't really think these things through. I think they make statements because it's somehow they have a selfish agenda. Or it's, it, it, it's for their own good. You know, I mean, I think from, from, from these different sex advocates, uh, activists that promote legalization, they're somehow benefiting from it. Kamala Harris and all these politicians, they think it's going to get on votes. So they say, they say stuff, and they don't really know what they're talking about. Right. I mean, she's supposed to be... 
uh, you know, a smart lady, and I'm sure she is, but when she she says some things that just don't make sense to me. I don't think they know. I think some people, like you said, there are some people who are in on it. There are plenty of men who are covering for it because they're in on it themselves. Yes. But there are a lot of women who are ignorant. I had one of my listeners the other day on Facebook, I posted something about it, and she said, well, why don't we just make it legal? And, and you and I get the point that making it legal. I tried to explain to her, I said, I've got some documentaries. I want you to watch these documentaries because if you think for a second making it legal makes it better, you're crazy. And we've got a lady, as you know, uh, named Rebecca in Nevada, who's currently yes. suing the brothels yes. in Nevada, which I think is great. I'm going to be talking to her in the next couple of days because she's sick and her voice doesn't sound good now, but we'll be talking. And uh, she's very brave. She was trafficked through legal brothels, and this happens every day all over the world. So the fact that it's quote-unquote legal, like you said, that doesn't mean that people aren't being forced to be there. Exactly right. And I do appreciate her. I've heard a lot of great things about her and I'm, I'm praying that she'll be successful in this lawsuit, but I think she's bringing attention to it. And she actually has firsthand uh, experiences is that just because it's legal doesn't mean there's not trafficking going on. Uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of these ladies, you know, I, I see now like with the Robert Kraft case, a lot of these Chinese ladies are saying, you know, they weren't held against their will. They were willing participants. Uh and people say, well, why wouldn't they run if they're if they're being held there against their will? Yeah, they're okay. kind of enslaved. Well, they've been broken mentally. They've been threatened. Their families have been threatened. They can't. If they took off and ran, you know, their families would be in harm's way. They'd be in, in, in danger. So a lot of people make a lot of statements about this. They really don't have any idea what they're talking about. It sounds good. Maybe it's a great talking point. But as Rebecca's pointing out and as you're doing a great job, in informing people that uh, there's a lot of sex trafficking uh, in these so-called uh, uh, legal houses of prostitution here in Nevada. Absolutely. And a lot of these girls, we'll just pick on the Asian girls for a second. These girls are trafficked in the country illegally. They don't have any papers. Even if they went to complain, who would they right. complain to? As you mentioned, exactly. their families are threatened and things like that. They have nowhere to go. And then I was watching a documentary the other day, and they were talking about the fact that when they catch these women, for example, some were even being uh, driven in, hidden in the bottom of trucks going into the U.K., and when they have these raids of these houses, these women are then sent out of the country. I'm not saying everybody needs to be allowed to stay, but instead of them being possibly allowed to stay and get a decent job and support their families back in Moldova or wherever, they're sent back home. And they're just going to be victims mm -hmm. again of the sex traffickers or they're prosecuted themselves and treated like criminals. That's a whole other aspect. We really need to change the focus on who we're talking about when we're talking about the criminal aspect. It's not the people who are trafficked. It's the ones who are trafficking them. That's it. Those are the only ones guilty as far as I'm concerned. That is exactly right. And what we find is that in in these kind of situations, when there's a arrest, 90% of the arrests are against the victims, not against the buyers, not against the traffickers. So we've got a lot of work to do. I do believe law enforcement's come a long way. I do believe they're trying really hard. I think they they understand now and they're no longer charging these victims uh, as criminals. And I hope, I hope and I believe they're going after uh, uh, you know the, the pimps and the traffickers, the slaveholders, and hopefully the Johns. I mean, if they're, if if we can attack demand, if we can get rid of the demand, you know, as you know as well as I do, tra sex trafficking is a supply answer to a demand problem, and it's happening daily across America. So, if we can if we can limit and and and, and downgrade the demand, we can make a big difference in in protecting 
uh, our ladies and, and our boys and girls. Absolutely. Kevin Malone, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate what you're trying to do. Uh, really, it's uh, hugely important. President of U.S. Institute on Human Trafficking, former Dodgers, a general manager, vice president, and I gave up the, the, the crazy life or something that he felt was more meaningful. Great to talk to you again. We will talk again. And let's hope that this Bob Kraft thing and the Kamala Harris's comments and other things, Rebecca's lawsuit, we hope that this will make a difference and try to turn people's minds around because we really need that. Thank you, Heidi. Yes, we do. God bless you and keep fighting the good fight of faith. Thank you, Kevin. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can listen to my live broadcast weekday mornings, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. And don't forget to subscribe to these podcasts at iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. You can also pick them up at HeidiHarris.com where I've got them archived. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Well,